Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Be love with every heartbeat and every piece of Pandora jewelry. Let love shine on your favorite bracelets, necklaces, earrings, and rings, or create a style that's all your own with a unique mix of lovingly crafted charms. From big feelings to small messages and everything in between, Love is at the heart of it all. Be love. Find a store near you or shop online at Pandora.net. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plans starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. It's another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We are breaking down. Episode 5 of Charity's season of The Bachelor. They are in one of my favorite cities in the U.S., New Orleans. Ashley, I want to say this. Not only do I love New Orleans, it is an incredible place. I've had great memories there, great times there. There's great food. There's great culture. There's great people. So far this season, I personally have not missed the international travel. I've really enjoyed seeing this group come through the U.S. and see and visit different cities. I actually have enjoyed it. I like the fact that it's semi-local. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like a travel agent for, like, anyone who just wants to kind of see the country a little bit more. I've never found it to be that much of a difference when they're traveling international versus national. If anything, it kind of gives us a little bit more, like, hometown pride. Mm -hmm. That way, like, if you're from the area, it's exciting to see your area on TV and then I also like the fact that, well, one, they're not like exhausted from the travel. Yeah. And then I have better memories or I have more memories from bachelor locations in America than I do from foreign locations. The foreign ones kind of like blend together for me, but then like I have memories of, well, they're my badlands memory, right? 
your guys in San Antonio doing mm-hmm. like the the you did you did like the what did you do the, the did the singing yeah we did the Alamo and I went to uh, the dance hall there which was incredible and then I think about like JoJo in the middle of freaking Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and how they they went to the Heinz Field. Yep. And then there was like the woods there. I don't know. I just keep whenever I think about like epic bachelor moments, I kind of think about the being national. Well, I think you touched on something that viewers should understand is when you travel internationally, you're really tired. Uh, there is long travel days. You typically are changing time zones. You're landing, maybe getting a day of like reset, rest, let the crew get set up. And then you're right back at it again. You're there for another five, six days, and then you're back on a plane flying somewhere else. So you do that week after week and you get really tired. You never fully adjust. And then for the cast, it's cool to think and say, hey, we're going to Bali, right? It's not cool. But you're not really seeing it. I mean, you're seeing parts of it. You're maybe out of your, you know, hotel or condo for, you know, two, maybe three of the six days you're there, the rest of the time you're kind of chilling around a pool or hanging out in your, in whatever space they've set up for you. And so I always said, cause when I was the bachelor, we traveled very locally. I mean, we did go to Jamaica. Uh, we went to Mexico city, but they weren't far flights, obviously. And I said that I really enjoyed being close because none of us were ever exhausted from the travel. And so we were all on our best um, are kind of our a games. And so I, I've, I've liked that part. And I, and I do, I just like seeing new cities and different cities in the U S that I could easily get to if I wanted to on a flight. Mm -hmm. And Ben, let's let the audience know that it's not like traveling in luxury for the cast. They're out, but they're back there in coach. They're sitting up for their 17 hour flight to Bali. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. There's not private jets taking this cast around. Uh, the world. They're not getting first class, but the lead does get first class, right? Most of the time, not every time, but most of the time you do get first class, which was great. Um, and you sit up there with like all the EPs and all the people on the cat crew that have upgraded themselves uh, for this, for these flights. And so, yeah, uh, it, you know, give or take, I, I do enjoy um, the international travel just to see some new places, but I've really, Really enjoyed seeing Charity season so far. On this episode, Ashley, we're going to talk about two main characters, Sean and Tanner. Obviously, those are the two that stand out. However, Xavier also is right there. Every other guy, especially in the opening scene here, they feel very confident, I think, in their relationship with Charity. At least that they'll make it next week to hometowns. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, he's always a little moody. (laughs) He seems moody. He is. Okay, right. He's not my fave. He just always, doesn't like ever seem to be uplifting. Yeah, he seems like this is, I mean, he did say it this week. His his line that made me just go, you got to be kidding me, was he said it was the hardest week of his life. What the f- hey, Yeah, <laughs> that's just, I mean. I don't know how I didn't pick up on that. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And blessed. I'm very happy that he's had such a great life. Yeah. Very happy that it's been so good. However, here's one way to look at it because we don't know his story. Either he is so in love with charity that this really has been one of the hardest weeks of his life or maybe he's being dramatic or maybe he really has never had to have something harder than this, but he says it's emotional. It's tiring. We'll get into that too. 
a little bit of Aaron B story, but let's kick it off with Joey's one-on-one with charity. This is uh, a one-on-one that I was excited to, to witness, to see their connection, to see how they responded to each other. Ashley, I do think we're in the week now where these dates feel less forced and more kind of comfortable. You got to see the connections really blossom. What were your thoughts with the Joey charity one-on-one? Well, I love dates like this, you know, where they just kind of gallivant around the city and they do things specific to the city. Like they got the readings and they have a poem being done and all that. So it was just fun and it's a real date vibe. And there's nothing really shocking about this date for me because they've just been consistently good the entire time. They're always driving. And like you said, I think that they're really comfortable with each other now. And then I think the conversation probably most worth discussing is during the one-on-one nighttime. Mm -hmm. They talked about just being in a uh, biracial relationship and it seemed like it was just, it went over as wonderfully as you could assume it would. Basically, he said he's open to learning anything about her, you know, background and and that his family is just going to be so excited about him bringing home such a lovely girl. Yeah, this was this was a big conversation. I think um, it was obviously weighing on charity to open up about this. Uh, you know, the interesting part of this conversation to me, it was all intriguing. But the really interesting part was when charity was talking about her past relationships and how there would be, you know, judgment or she'd feel that judgment or, or feel the questions from the outside. And her past partners kind of blew it off and said, hey, it's okay. It's all good. Not a problem. She goes, no, but it is something, you know, it is something we, I want my partner to recognize and to not just brush it off and say, it's all good. I want them to recognize that this is something that hurts or something that affects me or something yeah. that affects us. And, and Joey, you know, stood up to it. Now, obviously Joey kind of has the background and I don't know if you can even come close to comparing the two, but when it comes to her question of Joey, will they accept me? in? I think he says it in full confidence. Like, yeah, like if anybody, my family knows, you know, how to, you know, where, what love is or that love is love and, and how to adjust to those things. And so I do think he has a lot of confidence going into hometowns that his family is going to really celebrate this relationship. We'll talk later on about some of the previews that we saw. Okay. Okay. We'll save it for later on. Yeah, we're going to save it for later on. But when it comes to Joey and Charity right now where they stand, it feels very strong. In fact, in my world, their connection has gotten stronger this week. And uh, it will be hard for me to, and, and Joey's not even my, uh, like if I had to rank him, he's not even number one. It's going to be weird and hard for me to see Charity let Joey go if she has to. You love end. Joey. You like, I think Joey's your favorite. Like you'd pick Joey. Uh, I, I would pick Xavier. Uh, I like Xavier. Really? Yeah. I've always been a Xavier fan. He's always been number one on my list. I think, I think he's real and I think he's honest, but I think he cares and he... But I think Joey is right there where I'm like, I think Joey's just a genuine person for like, he's very, he's been very interested in Cherry since the beginning. And I think we've seen that, but Xavier would still be my number one after this week. Joey still gives me boyfriend vibes when Dotton gives me husband vibes. Yeah. That's something I want to lean into here in just a second. But before we get there, 
there's a lot of stress at the hotel this episode. Sean and Tanner are definitely feeling the the stress of this whole experience. And you and I last week and the week before had mentioned Ashley that we it's pretty clear who her top four were, right? It's it's pretty obvious that Tanner and Sean kind of snuck their way through and that the connections with the two of them weren't at all close to what, you know, the Aaron B's and Xavier's and Doton's and um, Joey's were. So there's a reason they're stressed out. Joey obviously gets the rose after his date and Sean and Tanner get told they're going on a two-on-one. Which is exciting. <laughs> Which is exciting. I feel like we exciting. haven't had a two-on-one in the past couple seasons. They like, always take breaks from two-on-ones. There's no real animosity between these two, which is nice. Yeah, that was my question. One of my questions for you was, is it weird to watch a two-on-one where the both or the guys are kind of feeling the sim- a similar way, but they don't hate each other? And it's like, gosh, dang it. Like, this is just clear to me that we're way far behind. We already felt it. We already kind of assumed <laughs> it. But like, this is just a very obvious, like, m- you know, sign that we are not in the same place as the other guys. Yeah. Yeah. And she just couldn't make up her mind throughout this episode about really both of them. She wanted like multiple shots with with hanging out with them throughout the week. I think it's nice to answer your question. Like I, I think some you want if you're gonna have a two on one, you either want it to be an epic showdown or just kind of like, all right, we're just gonna get along here. They go on the crocodile hunting thing, which is amazing. I used to, which love, is a pretty cool date. So I used to like love Swamp Monsters. I used to watch that show like religiously. I loved alligators so much. And you obviously know that you bought me an alligator that still sits on my desk. Um, I just love <laughs> the plastic alligator from Amazon. Yeah. I love alligators so much. And I love like alligator hunters and or just alligator sightseers. I just think they are the most fascinating people. <laughs> this guy was amazing. This He's guy perfect. was great TV. So glad he added to uh, our time. And like, there's like nothing. Obviously, they just had a good time. Uh, Tanner's watching Sean though, and being like, "I think she, she, well, actually, the crocodile hunter. What's the difference between a crocodile and an alligator again?" Uh, well, they're two totally different animals. You know, when you're talking like physical, crocodiles have uh, their eyes more on top. Um, they are typically a little more aggressive. Uh, crocodiles can, I believe, swim in both saltwater. And freshwater, you can research me on that. And alligators are strictly freshwater. Okay, so alligators are more Florida and crocodiles are more New Orleans? No, these are gators. Oh, they were? Yeah. So does... Oh, interesting. Okay, why do I always think like Florida alligators? I, I don't know. You got to take that up with your... <laughs> you got to take that up with your... <laughs> right, sorry, yourself. this is totally off topic. All right, so the guys are... You know, they have a great time there. The the crocodile hunter himself is thinking that Sean is ahead of the game. She's definitely more physically into Sean or like they're more physically comfortable with each other. Has she even kissed it? Yeah, she's kissed Tanner. But like, it's not like we ever see them really make out. No, it's, a, it's not like you that. Can, I know. I don't know. I totally vibe that Tanner is behind the game in this two on one. But I also think it's kind of shocking that someone who just comes across as like, a character and not a serious love interest like Sean is just creeping his way into top four territory. 
he he is i will say this episode he showed more of or he showed less of the character vibe than hey i'm into this vibe like i didn't think yeah. he played a, the character role not so much this episode yeah now you know these two are obviously as we mentioned behind the times ashley i have a bachelor mm-hmm. trivia for you that i don't know the mm-hmm. answer to and so i need you to help me with this but it was a question that came up as i watched the episode has there ever been somebody that's been put on a two-on-one that ended up either as the lead the next season or the person with the lead that season? Or has this always been a mark that, hey, you're behind. You might get Fantastic this question. two-on-one you know, through, but after that, you're going home. Like you don't, You're not making it very far. You're so right. You are so right. Um, I think... That Ashley Hubert okay. was on a two-on-one with another Ashley. And they were really close friends. And then Ashley Hubert obviously went on to become The Bachelorette. Okay. Well, that's... That's the only one in my memory from when I started watching with Brad Walmack's second season. Well, listeners who are listening to this podcast, if you know of another situation where there's been... Uh, somebody from a two-on-one go on to either have a leading role or be with the lead. Let us know. Um, it's going to be a tough thing for us to research. But we will research it. We'll, um, be some digging through each season and the cast and who went on the dates. My point to this is, Ashley, if you're in the cast uh, in future seasons and all of a sudden you get the card that says you're on a two-on-one, like you are going <laughs> on a two-on-one, is it, it, would it just be best to be like, I get, I get it. I'm home and I'm going home anyways. Like, it's not worth another week of my time. Let's both peace out. Like this is just an easy way for you to make a decision that you obviously want to make. Mm, I don't know. Thinking about my experience and the few people that come to mind with other like epic two-on-one dates, I think that usually like one will kind of go into more of like an obscurity and the other one will kind of become um, a staple in the franchise and we'll do multiple spinoffs. Nobody knows that better than our own Ashley. Titanity. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's usually like the villain alongside somebody who's been quite outspoken and maybe has um, people out there with multiple opinions on them. Like somebody who's like a little bit more controversial. Okay. And then somebody who's just a straight villain. So this, this obviously just doesn't apply to this two on one. Would you actually then say that your two on one during crystals, a season of the bachelor was the best thing to happen to you on that season? Oh, 100,000%. Interesting. One of the surest answers I can give about like a moment in my past that really set me up for the future. I, I'm i sure I would have been casted on Paradise. Yeah. But it certainly made me more of like a household name amongst Bachelor Nation. One of the most epic two-on-ones ever. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. 
Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag Pampers diapers and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper Swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight talk unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. It'll save you so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? Try a new hobby, invest in materials, or classes for a hobby that you've been curious about, whether it's painting, cooking, or playing a musical instrument. Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless, plus it runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24. Wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings in the Rudimetrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. So, Ashley, walk us through this. Um, Tanner and Sean obviously are feeling differently about each other than you felt going in to your two-on-one. 
But how awkward is it? Like that elevator ride where it's just the two of you. There's nobody else in there with you. The car ride to the date, the date itself. What what are the emotions and the feelings uh, going on, do you think, for most contestants on a two-on-one? Well, for me personally, I was just annoyed that I was going to have to like spend the day with somebody I had so much tension with. Okay. In the case of, of these two, it's going to be less awkward. Because they just genuinely get along and they can just chit chat in yeah. awkward moments like car rides and elevator rides and all that. With me, it was, it was just like, like all those moments where it's just the two of you. And, and in those, in these dates, there are a lot of moments where it's just the two of you. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's awful. And then it makes it more awkward because it's not like you can have group chats because at least if you get along like these guys, you can have like group camaraderie. Not when you're with somebody that you hate. So all the time that you're going to have with the lead is that like is worth something is going to be when you have one-on-one time. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It feels like to me something that'd be really hard to be a cast member on as a lead. It's very awkward because you realize how awkward it is. And you also realize that at least in my situation, like I knew I was sending a signal to both of them that, I knew I was sending a signal to both of them. That was who like, was your two I, on? Who was your two on with? Uh, Emily and uh, Olivia. Becca. Oh, Olivia. Duh. Yeah. Uh, the island. Yeah. yeah. Le- left her on the island, unfortunately, and their storm came in. It was really hard, uh, really weird, and very awkward for everybody. But long story short, they go uh, this going back to charity season. Uh, Tanner and Sean go uh, to dinner with charity. Charity at this point. Um, they're both looking for validation. Neither of them are going to get it. Uh, she said she actually makes a line, which I think was great. She said, Hey, this is a sign of where our relationships are at. Um, and what I need in this moment, I'm not going to give the rose out, which at that point, both of them should have been like, Hey, we can fight. We can try, but this is done. But, 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 but Ben, I was so weirded out by how she was having such a hard time deciding. I was like, I think she's having a hard time because she knows that neither of these guys are going to be her pick in the end. Well, and Charity has a heart. And so, yeah. you know, when you're in this moment and you're like, I ah, neither of these guys are it and I'm going to have to send them both home. And now they're both in the same room as me. She's probably just sick at this point you're very sick of sending people home you're tired of breaking up with people you're tired of Mm -hmm. disappointing people you're you're tired of telling somebody they're not the one for you even if they're going to be fine afterwards it's just you get tired of it and you get and it starts to hurt more and more as you know your connections grow stronger and i think at this point she's starting to feel that yeah but I think all she did was buy herself a little time and keep one of them around as a safety net, just in case one of the main three, Aaron, Joey, Xavier, and Dutton. Yeah, okay. The main four. So those are the the main four, obviously. So what if the main four became more weary in her mind? She was like, I'll keep one of them around for the rest of the week or keep both of them around for the rest of the week and then I'll put one in that slot if need be. I really thought this entire episode that she was going to end up just having a hometown of three guys. Yeah. Well, I've been fine. I mean, I actually think it probably would have made more sense. So, Ashley, this conversation with Tanner and and Sean in this two-on-one, it, it 
obviously your theory of her wanting to keep somebody around in case somebody went home rings true for the Aaron B. Aaron B kind of came out of the gates as everybody's top person. And Aaron B seemed to be the one that had the most chemistry from night one with charity seemed to be there really interested in charity. Aaron B has not grown. He's not elevated himself. Yeah. No, since then. In fact, I feel like he's kind of hanging on by a thread because he has been, you know, there for the right reasons guy. He has also, you know, shown a lot of, even with Braden gone, which I think Aaron B thought, oh, his ride was going to get easier with Braden gone. It just seems to get harder. And this week is a good example of that where for, for me, Aaron B is having the hardest time when he's in the same situation as all the other lead guys that charity's just trying to figure out who's not going to go to hometowns. And he has his ticket punched. If he just settles down, mm-hmm. there's something about him that just doesn't shine to me. Yeah. When they're together, I don't see sparkles around them. Well, I think initially, you know, he had that first one-on-one and we thought, okay, like this guy is there for the long haul. I think that one-on-one has definitely pushed him to the point that we're at right now. But I, I mean, I think these other, the, the other three have rose far above him. Well, 100%. Well, in terms of the sparkles and the chemistry and the connection and the memories and all the, and, and the good things that we point to when we say, okay, these people will be the final three. Mm-hmm. But we had a huge ding with Xavier in this episode during the, the date. Well, first off, should we talk about how they have the, um, how Dotton goes on another date? Well, I think it's important too. Before we get there, yeah. I think it's important to to talk about how he gets the one-on-one back-to-back weeks. That, yeah. That is a, a wild decision from Charity. I don't say it's a good or bad decision. <laughs> yeah. It's just a wildly aggressive decision on her part, meaning that you don't see it often. I don't know if I can remember the last time. I never this, see it. But back-to-back weeks, I think you're sh- you're sending a message to not only the person you ask on the one-on-one, but also the group that I want to spend as much time as possible with this human. And I don't care how it looks or how it's going to go. If you are a member of the cast that is staying home in a situation like this, though, I bet you you're trying to talk yourself into the fact that maybe she needs another date with him before going into hometowns because she wasn't completely sure after the week before. That's just, you know, the way that you make yourself feel better. Yeah. That's what you're saying in your head. I I think this date in itself proved that theory to be very false because they have a great time. They have an incredible, uh, I think it's a fun date. They do the Crescent City Classic there. How many miles is that? Uh, I don't know how many miles it was, but it it was a fun run. Uh, I doubt they took it very serious, but they had a good time doing it. They It looked, when you watched it, like this is a couple that's just doing a random Saturday activity together. Like They signed up for a fun run. They did it. They thought it was great. They'll go out to lunch afterwards or dinner afterwards uh, and hang out and talk about how funny it was. This yeah. Their connection is strong. I think all the guys probably at this point are understanding that. The evening portion of their date um, is as good as what we would expect. It's deep. It's true. There's I love yous. There's tears. You know, Charity since the beginning has never shied away from us really seeing who she's into and who she's not into. I think after this date, though, 
Um, I do feel like their relationship is obviously very strong. There was a moment though, during this date, I said, Oh no. What? Cause she's like too zoned in. No, I think she's going to have a really hard time at the end. I think she has a Wait, couple. Why? Cause I think she has a couple guys that she's really into. And I think right now he is still the one that you would say, yeah, there's the best connection. Um, obviously they've had two, two one-on-ones, but I think the other, I think there's three, two other guys, Joey and Xavier that she might almost feel equally as into after next week's episode. Okay. Well, obviously we do know she's told us that she fell in love with two people and that's the hardest decision she'll have to make at the end. I still think that he's so far above everybody else. I just think that she doesn't have, she doesn't like eliminating people doesn't come easy to her. Hence the whole two on one thing. Yeah. Which we never even really said, like she said, I'm not giving you guys a rose. We're going to take you there out the rest of the week and see how it goes. And self-admittedly, Charity says that her indecisiveness has been an issue in the past. And there's no more difficult time when you're indecisive than in the final three weeks of this show when you have multiple people that you're into and multiple people that you're going to have to hurt in, in, in order to get to the end. And if she's indecisive, if she self-admittedly says, I'm indecisive, yeah. then this is going to be really hard for her. But then, it's going to be exhausting. I think that she would leave right now with, with Don. See, I don't know. Really? Like, I really think she would just end it right now. At the end of this episode, after the the weirdness of Xavier and the fact that he's like scared of commitment, which we'll get to in a second. And then the fact that Joey, yes, Joey is the other one that I, I predict that she falls in love with because it's easy and fun. I just think the Dotton thing is just, it's really intense and they are like in a more soulmate connection. Ashley, if a guy can sit down with you and tell you, Hey, I have a fear of committing to one person. And that fear is fair. Fear is a very fair fear. That is not a crazy fear. That is not something that we should, that at all I'm watching that being like, Xavier, why would you say that out loud? No, I think it's a real fear for somebody, especially on this show, especially when you don't know the person super well, and especially when you're dating multiple people one time. But if he can say that to her, and she still says like, I want you here. Yeah. I think that relationship is going to be a late bloomer. I think we're going to see it really come out and shine. Oh, I was not sure. I don't know. I should not like hearing that. I was concerned. I'm not concerned when somebody doesn't have a real relationship going to the show, like hasn't had a serious relationship because I was obviously that person, but I was never afraid of commitment. I was like dying for commitment and I don't have any reason to think why Xavier would be scared of commitment. His parents have been married for 40 years. Well, because actually it's a wild thought, right? And I think it shows that he's taking it serious that he's looking at saying here, Charity, if we end up together at the end, I'm looking this at this like we're going to be together forever. And yes, I've never had a forever relationship. I don't know necessarily how to even do that. I want to try my best at making it the best thing possible. However, it's concerning to me. I'm, I'm scared because I don't know how I'm going to be in that. I think it's a very honest admission. It is an honest admission. I like that he's telling her this up front. He doesn't want to take her by surprise if he does get a little bit further 
in this, which he obviously is. I think it's his first, I think he's the first warning to her that he may not be ready to propose. I think that he, what he's maybe saying is that I take commitment very seriously and I, do, I don't want to take that proposal step if I'm not 100% sure. Which, again, I always find to be respectable because knowing somebody for eight weeks and, and, and spending as very little time as we get on the show, it's pretty normal to say that you're afraid of proposing. I think that's the point. Is What, what Xavier's saying is normal, and he is fully fair, and he is fully right to admit these things. Now, two guys... Uh, that do start to admit things is Sean uh, and Tanner. Uh, We can wrap this up into kind of one big storyline. They both kind of pour their hearts out to charity. And as expected, I don't think any of us are shocked. Both Sean and Tanner are going home this week. Charity says, hey, the feelings just aren't mutual. I can't give you what you're telling me you feel about me. So you're both going home. It's not shocking to anybody. This was not an episode with a big exit. We saw this coming two weeks ago. Yes. However, I do want to mention that when Sean like pulls her aside and basically is like, I really want to let you know how strongly I'm feeling. He's trying to get an upper hand before having to wait to the very end of the week yeah. and not go on the group date. Yeah. And then whenever somebody does that, it totally backfires. It just whenever go well. somebody pushes to get the rose at a time like this, it never, never, ever works. Well, I think he was, I mean, I, I'm not, Sean doesn't seem like an unintelligent man. I'm sure yeah. he was sitting in his room being like, all right, I got one Hail Mary shot here. I guess so. Yeah. Like, like let's go for it because I know that I'm either going home in a day or I'm going home now. So let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And because I never really felt like their connection was intense, it does come across to me and maybe I'm wrong that it's just like a, I need to win. I want the rose and not like I want the girl type situation. Well, fair. I'm not saying he doesn't like her. He definitely likes her. I can see that. Yeah. Like I, I can see the competition of side of it. Competition comes out. thing. Yeah. yeah. Which you hate. I know you hate when this is viewed as a well, competition. Doesn't everybody? Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. But yeah, I, I can see that. And, and I don't disagree with you on it. Well, Ashley, Tanner and Sean are going home. Xavier was the only other person that was kind of up in the air on if they were going to go home or not. And uh, Charity really wants him to stay. So we go into hometowns next but, week. Wait, but Ben, but Ben you, you didn't have any like hesitance when she was sitting there with that rose in, in front of him and she held the rose. I was like, oh, we're going to get faked out. He's going home. No, you didn't have that feeling at all. No, I, I think what we've seen from Charity so far is that she really respects honesty and really respects um, words of affirmation. I think she really is, is, is drawn to people who say what they feel. And I think she is somebody that only likes somebody to say what they feel when she also trusts what they have to say. And I Mm -hmm. think for, for in this situation, maybe I was just off. I viewed Xavier's conversation with her, as one that was honest, not hurtful. It wasn't saying he's not into it. It wasn't saying that he doesn't want to pursue it. He wasn't it's saying so that he doesn't interesting. That, that she, I, I think she looked at it and said, I get it. Like, I understand what you're saying. I understand your fears. Uh, you haven't said that you want to go home. You in fact want to stay. And so now when you tell me something, I know that you mean it. 
And so I never doubted it because I, I would have been more shocked if he would have gone home because I would have said, you know, I would have at that point said, Charity, what did you want from him? Did you just want him to sugarcoat this whole thing and never tell you the truth? And then at the end be like, hey, yeah, by the way, um, I was really scared two weeks ago because I didn't think I could commit to somebody. I, I think she enjoyed or not enjoyed. I think she appreciates somebody being genuine in this wildly um, unfamiliar experience that it's hard to be genuine within. I was so thrown off. I was watching on my computer with a mirror behind me and I caught my facial expression and I was like, huh? I was so shocked that he was saying what he was saying because to me, my interpretation was just giving you a heads up. I'm not 100% sure about Mm. you right Mm. now. I really thought that. So we'll see how that plays out. And that who who's right? Who's got instinct is right about. I love Xavier. I want him to be around. He's my second favorite for her after Dotton. But I, 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 do, I do think it's a, it's a warning. Um, we'll see. It, it, of course, it was the right decision to keep him because, I mean, you have another week as mine as well. Take the opportunity to get to know all of them as well as you possibly can, even if you're meeting family, which, you know, it's overrated. It's a show meeting family situation. It's not like as serious as it probably would be. It's not as overrated in my book. That thing was intense. <laughs> Goodness that gracious. That is the most intense week for the lead, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel sucks. so bad for the lead going into hometowns because uh, like, it's not you just get all. battered. Yeah, you just come out of it feeling beat up, like you're leading everybody <laughs> on. You feel like the worst human in the world. Then you're like, hey, don't worry. Fantasy Suites is next week. So, hey, we'll be all better. <laughs> like, no. It's hard. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know better than I, though. So yeah. My, my, my bad. So going into next week, Ashley, uh, your top three are? Uh, my top three are still, uh, I'm putting Xavier in my top three, even though like I wouldn't be surprised if he does chicken out once he gets to that top three. And then Dotton and then Joey. And I definitely think Aaron B gets eliminated next week. I agree. I think that's my top three as well. I'll have Xavier as number one. I'll have Dodd as number two, Joey's number three. I think Aaron B will be going home next week. And I have a theory that it's on his own accord. Why is that theory? I just think that this is going to get too tough. Um, I think she, he is going to start really expressing feelings towards her. She's not going to be able to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he goes home. I don't know. That's just my theory. I, but I, I just see it playing out that way because I feel like he's at a breaking point. And if he doesn't get something soon from charity, then this whole thing is going to erupt and uh, Aaron B will be going home. But who knows? We'll wait and see. It's going to be week six of the season of The Bachelorette. It's going to be week six. Really? Yeah. It's so freaking fast. Yeah. Um, okay. So what do you make of that guy who we don't have a label for that says like you have you really seen the other side of Joey? I thought that was Joey's dad. Oh, okay, probably is. He looks young. Yeah. But, you know, probably is just young. I don't make much of it because I don't think a I don't think a parent like that's a big thing for a parent to say on national te- national television about their son. Um like, "Hey, I know the real Joey. Do you think you've really seen the real Joey?" Cuz what is the follow-up there? We didn't see the follow-up to his statement like the real Joey is caring and genuine and this is how he spends <laughs> his life. Like, I think that's probably where it goes because if, if yeah. not, it's like, have you seen the real Joey? Cause he sucks. Like he's terrible. <laughs> like I don't see a parent doing that to their child on national television. I just don't. Okay. 
This is how I see it. I think that he is going to tell her that he's more of a free spirit than she knows. Uh, he moved to Hawaii to be a tennis coach. He kind of just does what he feels and he's not sure if like he's totally ready to have like a that settled down yeah. life. Sure. And that's fair. And she can go. It's I get a, it. That's a silly theory, but that's my I theory. don't think it's a big deal. It's nothing to fret about. It's nothing to like start thinking about. I think it's a really great line and a preview for an episode that is going to play out exactly like we expect. And then, in my opinion, it's all up in the air. Once we get down to the final three, I can't tell you how, how it works out or how it happens or what goes on. I just will be shocked if it, anybody but Aaron B does not go home this that next week. I think he has to go home. I think it's his time to go home. I think he's holding on by a thread. Um, Ashley, we do have to get the headlines here. Let's do it. But I'm very excited about next week. I will say that next week's teaser, it looks like one of the more juicy teasers. Yeah. So far, I've I've enjoyed this season. I've been hooked. I've enjoyed watching each episode. Um, I don't think the drama is as high as past seasons, which has been enjoyable. I have missed. Totally fine. I have missed some of the cliffhangers that like really get my heart pumping where I'm like, how could somebody say and do that? I've missed that a little bit, but not enough um, to not want to watch the next episode because I do want to see how Charity's, you know, story plays out. But I have missed a little bit of the drama. This has been a very drama free season, in my opinion. you, You haven't had a lot. Um, they've, they've pulled out. I think they've shown us all drama that has existed. Uh, and it's been very little. Did you, were you sad that you missed the Braden interview last week? Yeah. Very sad. How'd it go? I think it went very well. I think you would have liked it more afterward. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact like he showed, he was at work, like in his scrubs during the interview Uh-huh. and he, and he works in the psych ward. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Listeners, if you haven't listened to the Braden interview, go back, listen to it. Ashley does an incredible job. Um, I would have loved to be there, but I was driving through um, the heartland of the United States on my way back to Denver. With the dog. With the dog. A man and his dog in his truck. That's right. Were you in a truck? I was. Yeah. What a country song. What a country song. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops, and I mean every style for spring. There's something for the guys, too. With deals on brand name shirts. And you can get outside this spring with savings on outdoor tableware. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Diaper duty. It's the adventure no one warns you about when you're expecting, right? Well, fear not. Pamper Swaddlers features a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Not only are Pamper Swaddlers total game changers, they have the hottest baby gift trend for 2024, the Pampers Diaper Stash, an online diaper fund where friends and family can contribute a group gift so that your diaper stockpile never runs out. I love this idea. Here's how it works. You create a diaper stash account, share it with your tribe, 
watch the stash grow, gift it to the parents, and voila. They use the stash funds to snag pampers, diapers, and wipes anywhere, anytime. It's not just a gift. It's a stash of joy. (laughs) Ensuring that those parents-to-be are stocked up without the guesswork. So whether you're a parent in the trenches or the ultimate gift guru, make 2024 the year of leak-free happiness. Pamper swaddlers and the diaper stash. Because parenting should be an extraordinary journey, not a messy one. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their products should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. You deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U fund and give yourself a straight talk wireless extended silver unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight talk unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. It'll save you so much. You'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't like a few extra bucks in their pocket? Try a new hobby, invest in materials, or classes for a hobby that you've been curious about, whether it's painting, cooking, or playing a musical instrument. Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless, plus it runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24. Wall supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver. Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines. All in the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings in the Rudimetrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. It's time for headlines. Uh, Bachelor Nation's Raven Gates and Adam welcome second baby. Let's go. Woody woo. I can't believe she had another baby. Like, it feels like yesterday that that Raiden and I were going back and forth via voice message and text and all that when we gave birth because we gave birth like 10 days of each other. She showed her, she told her story. She's just the best. I love her so much. Yeah, she's, she's just great. the cutest little thing in the entire world and such a strong mama. Um, she gave birth yesterday on her 32nd birthday. We don't know whether it's a girl or a boy yet. They never did a gender reveal. I don't know why I'm so invested in care. <laughs> I want to know, uh, but it was her birthday. The C-section just landed on that day. 
And it was a scheduled C-section, multiple reasons. You can go to Raven for all the explanation on that. And uh, it went very, very well. Her first birth was extremely traumatic. It ended in an emergency C-section. I'm just so glad that this one went easy peasy. They went to the hospital at like 5.30 a.m. It was kind of like your routine surgery. And the baby was born eight pounds, six ounces, which is around the weight that Gates was born. And he's 21 inches long. They kind of had some fun on social media about how big the kid would be, especially since Gates is a very large 18-month-old. That kid looks like a full-blown two-and-a-half-year-old. Anyway, congratulations to the couple. They are so amazing. We're so happy for them. And I'm just so happy that it was a smooth delivery this time. Very happy for them. What a great couple. Uh, one couple that, um, you know, doesn't get, you know, talked about, I don't think as no, much they really as they don't. should from the bachelor friend, but part of that is because they've they enjoyed, yeah, they yeah. live their life and they're doing great at it. Well, Abigail and Noah, another, um, bachelor in paradise couple are moving to Oklahoma. The quote is half y'all are so concerned. Ashley, what does that mean? <laughs> Okay, so they've been living in San Diego together for the last two years, and they just announced a couple weeks ago on social that they are moving to Oklahoma. They bought a house. They're ready to plant roots there. And even people are just going crazy asking, why Tulsa? And Abigail wrote, half of y'all are so excited for us, and half of y'all are so concerned. Fair. I didn't know anything about Tulsa until until two years ago, but here's some reasons why we chose Tulsa for our home base. She said, one, the cost of living, it would have been, um, they would have had to spend two to three times more on a house to get everything that they wanted in California. And we kept renting and they were ready to just be homeowners. She said, friends and family, we wanted to be closer to people, um, our people. And for a couple of reasons, we decided that we didn't want to settle down in Oregon, which would be where she's from. She said, my parents are visiting me in September, so operation get them to move to Tulsa with me starts now. Uh, she also says she likes the slower pace living. I love living in the Portland, New York City, LA, San Diego area, but I'm so for- I'm so fortunate for those experiences. But I realized that what I did not like, she says she loves a slower pace, a small town feel of Tulsa. It reminds her of a lot of um, where she grew up and where she's happiest. And she's excited to show the following all about their life in Tulsa. I do believe that Noah is from the Tulsa area. Yeah, I, I think so too. Yeah. Matt James and Rachel address breakup rumors. We've been through so much, according to Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. She said, I think that we've been through so much at this point that nothing really phases us. I get it because we're together so much whenever our schedules don't line up or whenever we have things going on solo, people are start speculating. I do think that it comes from a place of love and like um, people just worry about us as a couple because they're so invested in us. But yeah, she just said, you know, when they do have a few weeks off doing separate things, everybody worries, but they're very much together right now. Happy for them. They're still doing great. Well, that's all we have for you today. This has been another episode of the Almost Famous Podcast. We'll be back next week, breaking down week six of The Bachelorette. But until then, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. See ya. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I love CBS. It could be my favorite store. Let me tell you why. 
It's hard to get a new look with old makeup. Did you know that beauty products have best buy dates? Take a look and toss them out. When you spring an hour forward this week, be sure to take the time to replace batteries and smoke detectors. Toss out old vitamins, allergy relief, OTC products, makeup, and anything else that might be outdated. CVS can help with this. This week, they're offering 20% off CVS pickup orders, so it's a great time to order replacements. It's all part of the CVS Spring Fling. Fling out the old, save on the new. Get 20% off when you buy online and pick up in store using CVS Pickup. Use the promo code SPRING20 to save big during the CVS Spring Fling. Visit cvs.com slash spring fling for details. Hey, it's Ben. And it's Ashley. And we want to let you know that choking is the fourth leading cause of accidental deaths. LifeVac is the easiest, safest, and only non-invasive choking rescue device that can save the life of your loved one. Visit LifeVac.net and enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS to save 20% and secure your home kit today. That's LifeVac.net and enter promo code almost famous. Childproofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 